So often when we're trying to live a healthier lifestyle or we're just trying to get started with that, it can seem overwhelming and difficult, especially if you're not used to making the changes that you actually need to do. But let's talk about ways that you can get started if this is all new for you and how do you actually sustain it? So wherever you're at in your journey, we need to know how can we actually sustain a healthier lifestyle so that we start feeling better. Hi friend, welcome to Made to be Thriving. My name is Melissa, daughter of the king, wife, dog mom, and a former elementary school teacher turned nutritional therapy practitioner. Are you feeling overwhelmed or even stuck in your wellness journey? You know that how you're feeling and what you're struggling with can't be normal and there must be a better way. I was there too. I started feeling that prompting of the Holy Spirit to dig deeper and he led me onto a better path with the right guidance that turned things around. This can happen for you too and I'm here to help you get there. There is hope as we put our faith first, lean into God's word and truth about how we need to take care of our bodies. If you're ready to stop just surviving and start thriving, you're in the right place. Whether you're in your car, working on your to-do list, or just needing to take a break from your busy day, tune in and be encouraged. Starting a healthier lifestyle can often seem difficult, overwhelming, stressful, daunting. Insert any word that you want there. But it doesn't actually have to be that way. And that's what I want to help people to realize is that living healthier doesn't have to be complicated. It can actually be a lot simpler than you might realize. With a few simple steps, you can actually begin your journey to better health and find ways to sustain it long term. So we're going to talk about some practical tips that can help you either start living a healthier lifestyle or maybe add in to the things that you've already begun. Okay, so first off, we need to understand our why. This is what's going to actually motivate us. So if we can understand the motivation behind why we are doing it, we're going to make so much more progress. So whether you're trying to improve your energy you're trying to improve that gut health and digestion, you're trying to manage stress, you just want to feel better. Having a clear why is going to help you become anchored in your goals when things get hard. The health journey can be difficult. You're going to have your your ups, your downs. It's not going to always be easy, even if all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm feeling great right now. That's wonderful and you want to celebrate that, but know that the hard times are going to show up and how do we handle it? And do we have that why to fall back on to help keep us motivated? The next thing you want to do is set realistic goals. I've talked about this before. When we don't have realistic goals, we're much more likely to fail at what we're trying to do. So start with something small achievable goals that give you a sense of accomplishment. For example, if you want to eat healthier, begin by including some vegetables in your meals. Maybe vegetables you don't usually eat because they're just not your go-to. Maybe try incorporating a different vegetable that you're not used to eating all the time, but you don't mind it. Like, for example, let's say you don't usually eat carrots, but you like them. You just don't think to add them. Maybe start adding in some more carrots into your diet more leafy greens. You know, there's so many things you could do there. So start 
trying to add in, even if it's just one or two vegetables into your meals, you're taking a step forward. Maybe you struggle with having a good breakfast every day. Full transparency, that's me. That's probably one of my weakest meals that I'm working on. So for, for that example, you really struggle to have a good healthy meal in the morning, but you know you should. All your other meals are great, or maybe your dinner is great. Start focusing on, okay, I'm going to start having healthier meals. I'm going to have some eggs or some sort of protein and get some good healthy carbs in there and good healthy fats in there and just have a really good solid breakfast. Once you get good at that area, you feel very confident, then you can start adding in your next goal. So take take some time, kind of evaluate where you at and what is a realistic goal that you could set for yourself for this next week or for this week, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. Set a realistic goal, focus on that goal before you add in others. Because if we try and add in too many things at once, that's usually when we struggle and we go backwards on what we wanted to do. Create a balanced diet would be your next thing to do. A balanced diet is foundational. We want to focus on whole nutrient-dense foods that provide nutrients and energy. This step means incorporating a variety of fruits and veggies and grains and proteins and healthy fats, all the good stuff, real food, not packaged food, but real food. Staying hydrated with plenty of water and being mindful of your portion sizes. Really, the portion sizes are really dependent on the person. It comes down to more of a balanced diet for your individual needs. So when I talk about that, I mean, are you getting enough protein or carbs or fats that your body actually needs? Those are the more of the portion sizes you want to look at, not the serving size or I'm trying to lose weight so I can only eat this much food and then I shouldn't eat anything else. Let's take a look more at your protein, your fat, and your carbs. What is on your plate? And we need to evaluate, are you getting enough protein? Are you getting enough good fat? Are you getting enough good carbs? That's where we want to look at our portion sizes. Maybe you're not getting enough protein, so we need to increase your portion of protein on your plate. Maybe you need to decrease the carbs or the fat, or you need to increase the carbs or the fat. Everyone is going to be so different. So I encourage you just really pay attention and have a food journal and take note of how you feel after your meals. If you're feeling different ways, like you just feel really tired after meals, that happens a lot, right? Where people get like that after, think about lunchtime, that afternoon crash. Well, maybe your lunch was very carb heavy. So maybe we need to adjust that and add in more protein or more fat to that lunch then you wouldn't experience that heavy afternoon crash. Okay, so there's so many different factors to evaluate here and just know that we're all different. We have different needs. And when anytime you hear mention of portion control, I'm always a little concerned on that because it really depends on how someone is talking about it. I don't encourage limiting what you eat if it's real food. We want to make sure we're satisfied, not full, but satisfied. We don't want to undereat because that can create issues in our body too, but we also don't want to overeat. So it really just comes down to you as the individual and being in tune to your body and the signals it's trying to send you. 
So a food and mood journal is a wonderful tool that can help you in this process. This is something I also give access to my clients to have. Um, we have an online version of a food and mood journal that any of my clients, they get access to use that. So then they have it on their phone. There's an app that they can use and they can keep track that way if you're someone who needs an app. There's a lot of free apps out there that you can use if you're someone who prefers to have it like on your phone so that when you're out and about, you can just monitor how you're feeling, what did you eat, all that. There's so many different ways you can do it. Or maybe keeping a, a pad and a pen in your in your purse. Whatever you can do, if there is a way that you can find where you know you're going to be pretty consistent on journaling what you're eating, how you're feeling, then I highly recommend doing that because it's going to be a very valuable tool for you. The next thing, get moving. We need to be moving. And when we're not getting enough movement, that can also impact our digestion. So often people who are dealing with digestive issues, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it could be just a matter of they're not getting enough movement in their day. Sometimes going for a good walk or some sort of physical activity actually improves that issue. And this is just going for overall health. We need movement in our body. Our lymph cannot move on its own. So when we are getting physical activity in there, it helps our lymph to do what it needs to do and move. So we have to actually manually get our lymph moving so that it drains out and we're draining that lymphatic system and supporting that drainage pathway. That's an important drainage pathway that often gets blocked. And so movement is one way to help it along. So exercising doesn't have to mean spending hours in the gym, though. You can find out any activity that you enjoy. Maybe it's dancing, hiking, stretching, going for a walk, going for a bike ride. The key is consistency here. So find something that you enjoy and try to implement it consistently. Maybe you need to start with three days a week. I'm going to go for an hour walk. Great. You're getting there. You're taking the step. You're starting to get some regular movement. Maybe it's every hour that you're sitting down, you take a break, you go for a walk, go for a jog, uh, go on a bike ride, whatever that looks like. Obviously, it depends on if you're at work, if you can do that. A lot of times, people who are working somewhere, they go to a traditional nine to five. They might have a break where they can go outside and go for a short walk, 10 minute walk during their break. So things like that can be really helpful. And then prioritizing sleep. This is huge. We're bombarded with all the technology and the busyness. And it's so easy to get so distracted and busy, 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 busy. And then you end up up way too late and then having to get up super early. And now you're not getting nearly enough sleep that your body needs. Adequate sleep is crucial for our health. Aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. I'll say that again. Seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Create a relaxing bedtime routine. Keep a consistent sleep schedule as much as you can. Obviously, there are going to be things that come up. But if you can try to get a pretty consistent sleep schedule, that can be really helpful. Make your bedroom just a place that is relaxing, a place where you can actually relax, wind down, go to sleep. 
If your bedroom is associated with busyness, it's your home office, it's where you do your work, your homework, or whatever, you're always like sitting on your bed doing work and things, your mind associates that room with that. And so then it's a lot harder for your mind to wind down and go to sleep when you actually want to go to sleep. So try to keep your bedroom as that really restful space so that your mind is not automatically associating that room with busyness and work and go, go, go. Okay. Try to have a separate area if possible for doing those things. Managing stress. This is huge. Stress impacts our digestive system in significant ways. And I know it's hard to eliminate all the stress. We're not going to eliminate all the stress. But there are so many ways that we can actually manage and improve our stress response. And almost every single client that I've had who has completed a hair tissue mineral analysis, it has come back that they are in a chronic stress state. Think fight or flight. Just about every single one of them. Or maybe all of them. I have to think back. But it's it's been a pretty, pretty constant thing. Even people who don't even realize their stress, it comes back showing they're in chronic stress. They don't even realize it because they've probably been living in it for so long. It's their normal. It's not normal. And we need to help support our stress response. Stress can undermine health goals. So even if you're doing all the things, you're eating the healthiest diet and you're getting physical activity, you're doing all the things. Stress could be hindering you being able to reach your goals. If you're having things that are still going on, but you've been doing all the things, we might need to evaluate your stress. Work stress, home stress, life stress, there's all kinds of stress. Incorporate some stress reduction techniques like, you know, just spending time with the Lord. Go sit in the quiet, read your Bible, pray, just meditate on the Lord. Do some deep breathing. Deep breathing is really, really beneficial for our health. Just sitting there focusing on taking deep breaths. We don't do this enough and our body really needs that. Journaling. Maybe writing in a journal is really helpful for you. It gets your thoughts out. It really just helps you to calm down. Finding healthy outlets for stress like exercise or hobbies also would be fantastic. So take some time to think about, okay, what are some things that I really enjoy that would be helpful when I'm in a stressful situation or would be just helpful in my body being able to better manage and handle stress that comes my way? Look at things in your life, your job. There might be things that you need to cut out. There might be too many yeses. You're saying yes to everything, and now you're just overwhelmed with all the things that you've committed yourself to. And now you've created a lot of stress for your body. Maybe work is a huge area for stress for you. I'm not saying go quit your job, but I am going to tell you, you might want to evaluate that situation as well. Are there ways that you can improve that? Does there need to be a change? Maybe you aren't being called to take a step of faith and change jobs or change careers or whatever it may be. I don't know. For everybody, it's going to be different. 
But I know that jobs and careers tend to be a a really common source of stress for people. It was for me. My former career was highly stressful, and I know it was a contributing factor to all my health issues. Huge contributing factor. I noticed a significant difference when there was a change in my work environment. Significant. It was even showing up in my blood work. Like best blood work I had had since I started seeing my natural path. It was quite amazing to make those connections. So I just want to point that out to you to let you know that stress does impact our health. So if you're having a lot of chronic health issues, stress is definitely an area to look at. And maybe write down, where are you feeling the most stressed? Are there ways that you can make changes? Are there things you need to cut out? What is it that you need to do? And that's also something we need to go to the Lord on. We need to get his guidance and help on what are the things we need to cut and prune. Because remember, there are those times in our life where he needs to prune some things out and do some work in us. And that often ends up being what helps too. Um, So always go to the Lord with everything. Stay accountable. Keep track of your progress and hold yourself accountable. This could be through um, maybe a journal or an app or a health coach or a nutritional therapy practitioner like myself. Celebrate your successes no matter how small. If you have somebody keeping you accountable, it can be really, really helpful. It really is. It For so many people, that is the one thing that helps them the most is knowing they have somebody else holding them accountable. Not just keeping it to themselves in a journal or putting it on the calendar and putting it in their phone or whatever, but actually having a person who you check in with, who is asking you, how are things going and really holding you accountable, that can make a huge difference for you. So many people, that is a key player right there, having that accountability. I've had clients where that's exactly what they needed. They just needed someone to hold them accountable, and they knew that when they had that person that they're accountable to, they stayed on track much better. They just needed that person to help. So consider ways that you can be held accountable. Maybe it's a friend, family member. Maybe it's a nutritional therapy practitioner like me. Maybe it's our Facebook community, a place where you can go get accountability there. Maybe it's a health coach, your practitioner whoever, get some accountability. Educate yourself. This is also a really, really big one. I encourage everyone to educate themselves. Do not depend on one single person, practitioner, so-called expert to be your source of everything. Okay. That's not good. That is how we've kind of ended up in the situation we are in the world. Everyone's so dependent on the quote unquote experts to tell them what to do. And it's not always the best thing for you as an individual. So we need to educate ourselves so that we are more empowered to do what is best for our body, our health, that aligns with our values, our morals, our convictions. Knowledge is power. You know, read books, follow reputable health blogs or practitioners or coaches or those in that space that are reputable. Take classes and learn more about nutrition or exercise, wellness. 
And even with that, make sure it's a reputable source that is not just following the food pyramid that is put out by big companies and corporations and government officials. That food pyramid is not good. We don't want to follow that food pyramid. So if you are going to take any kind of classes on nutrition and wellness and all that, really do your research on, on that before you pick. Compare different programs to see what they're teaching, how they're teaching it, and then pray about it to know what is the right program for you. Whether it's just taking a class here and there or a full-on program, it really doesn't matter. You want to make sure you do your due diligence and researching that program or that class and the all of that. It's going to help you out a lot because you don't want to just be wasting your money taking all these classes or programs or whatever and find out that what they're teaching is really biased by big food and all of that. Find support. Surround yourself with people who encourage your healthy lifestyle. Find support from friends, family, or online communities such as our Facebook community. They're finding someone to work out with you. Someone who's going to hold you accountable with that. A workout buddy or join a group related to your health interest. Just find your community. Find your support system. Uh, we don't always have that system within our families or friends and all of that. Hopefully you do, but it doesn't always happen. So just make sure you do find that community you can connect with who understands and knows what's going on and wants to help you just like they need help as well. Be patient and flexible. Changes take time and there will be setbacks. Be patient with yourself and flexible in your approach. If something isn't working, be willing to try a different strategy. Don't think that you failed or anything like that. Maybe you just need to try it differently. Maybe you need to take a different approach and that's okay. What I do may not be the best strategy for you. Just like anybody else you follow, what they're doing, it sounds good, but maybe the way they're going about it is not appropriate for you. And so be willing to be patient with yourself and be flexible. Okay, so basically what we want to do is we want to make health a lifestyle. It's not a fad diet or program or any of that. It should become an actual lifestyle. Okay, so integrate healthy habits into your lifestyle. It's not about short-term diets or workout fads or any of that, as I mentioned. It's about making sustainable changes that improve your life, that improve your health, your quality of life. Starting with these tips that I've shared can pave the way for a healthier life improving that digestion, helping you really thrive and feel better. Take it one step at a time, and you're going to find that these healthy habits can actually become second nature. It's not going to feel like a, a chore or another thing I have to do, and oh man, I'm on this diet plan, I've got to follow it. It's not going to feel like that at all, because it's going to be a healthy lifestyle that you are living out every single day. So let's recap really quick these tips that I shared. Okay, so understand your why, set realistic goals, create a balanced diet, get moving, prioritize sleep, manage stress, stay accountable, educate yourself, find support, be patient and flexible, make health a lifestyle.
Okay, I hope that's super helpful for you and kind of eases the pressure off of what do I do? Healthy lifestyle seems so difficult. I've got to be on this strict diet and all these things. No, there's a time and a place for the different types of diets that are out there. But we need to identify what's appropriate for you. So first, let's just start making some healthy lifestyle changes. Start implementing. Take it one step at a time. Go as slow or as quickly as is appropriate for you. And don't feel pressure to meet these crazy goals in a short amount of time if that doesn't work for you. Remember to be patient and flexible with yourself. And if you need a community that can come around and support you and cheer you on and be there for you, come join us in the Facebook community. We'd love to have you and support you along your journey. Okay, talk to you next time. Make those healthy lifestyle changes, friends. Remember, it's not a fad. It's a lifestyle and your gut is going to thank you for it. You're going to start feeling better. Hey friends, if this podcast encouraged you and taught you something new, leave a review and hit that subscribe button. The next thing you can do is share this podcast with a friend or even in your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at made to be thriving. Come connect with us over in our Facebook community or send us a DM over on Instagram. I pray this has blessed you in some way and you find encouragement knowing you are not alone in this journey. There is always hope and let's focus on making the progress that is possible. Information provided to date are for informational and educational purposes only. The information and education provided is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or diagnosis. I'll meet you back here soon.